It is your guy, Mr. Everything. I gave myself that title, by the way, the CEO, owner of your radio cast on that for real, though. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Mirror View this morning. My guy, Marcus Markell, is once again on vacation. We know how he goes. He's never here. But who's never er here, more or less than him, our guy, Josh, the intern. But who's never er er never er here than he? Shout out to the other brother, T.R. Tyrone Roberts, out there offshore drilling. So it's just me. Y'all got all of me this morning. And you know what I love about just being me on the mail review? I get all the attention. Ain't nothing better for the ladies than a one man mail review, okay? <laughs> hey, man. Thank y'all once again for tuning in. Uh, but. On a real note, man, we got a, a guest in the studio who will be joining me, you know, so I'm really not by myself. Um, I want to introduce my brother, uh, DeAndre Williams. Welcome, 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 my brother. Man, I appreciate you for the uh, opportunity, man. It's amazing, man. You, you're a funny dude, man. Emma, Emma, Emma. Hey, man, get your boys in, in, the, in the office, in the studio. I know, right? Tell them, tell them stop being MIA. You, know you, you, so you see it too. So you see it too. Cause Dre be looking. Dre be looking. You know what I'm saying? I get it, man. Hey, people, people got. Hey, I guess they got other things they got to take. Care I mean, of. you know, but it's business, right? Well, it's so. business, and, and it ain't like on paying them. So. <laughs> Hey, man, so they, 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 they get to do the wrong. Yeah, they get the wrong free. Nah, nah yeah. shout out for real. But uh, you know, uh, I think that's the. I think that's the great thing about being a man when you get at a certain point in your life and you are able to actually move around. And yeah. I remember a point in my life, bro, where it was a lot of things I wanted to do and I couldn't because there was I wasn't I wasn't in the point in my life. You know what I'm saying? Even us meeting years and years and years ago. And, you know, y'all going to get the backstory, me and Dre, you know what I'm saying, as we talk today about his journey and how we got from where we came from to where we are today. <laughs> it is a road. Let's travel. That many don't want to go these travels, these roads, I promise you. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, just at one point in my life, wanting to do things like TR, my partner, man, my business partner, man, my brother, man, him having a, a a birthday party. And I can't even afford to make it there because the financial instability that I was at, that I created for myself, by the way, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm real big component of being accountable for your actions and where you are. You can't change your life until you address what you got, where you are in your life. You know what I'm saying? So just going from there to where I am now, man, we we going to talk about these journeys of just you even being here. You know, before we uh, kind of like started the show, you was looking at the studio and everything. Yeah. And, man, you was talking about, man, you, you you you. I remember you starting this thing, man. Where you come from, yeah. man. How, how far you go, how far you've come. And it just shows the the resiliency that you put into it, the effort that you put into it. Uh, and I think with anything, with anybody, 
once you put your hands on something where you feel like you have that that passion for something right you have a choice at that point to either to go all out and make it the best mm. you know what i'm saying like at the end of the day we don't like neither nobody on this earth know like the the time that that we really gonna be here so why not make the best of the time while you're here right Ooh, so we, yeah to make to to be where you are now from where i know you started for the most part when we first met like knowing that you knew you was taught hey you spoke it mm -hmm. um whether you wrote it down or not like there's this thing that we must do in order to make things come into fruition other than your faith you got to write things down and make it happen and yes i think like it's coming like looking at where you are man it looks like it's it's panning out for you man and i i commend you i'm proud of you because it shows like yo i'm that you you putting it putting in that work so i appreciate you man i appreciate you. well this is what we're gonna do man we ain't gonna make the show about me although i do like making the show about me you know what i'm saying uh Tell everybody who who this guy is that's giving me all of this credit because it's way less deserving of the credit to me than what you actually deserve for where you came from and who you are, bro. So, Mister Phoenix, yeah, DeAndre Williams. Uh, no relation with his last name <laughs> Williams, by the way, but it's funny how we just became close like that, you know. And you know, we went separate ways. Life yeah. did that, yeah. and, and and we're here in this moment. So, Mister DeAndre Williams, give your formal introduction of yourself, brother. Yeah, DeAndre Williams, y'all. That's it. Like Mister Phoenix came from a lot of pain, a lot of heartache. A lot of struggle, a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, a lot of struggle. You know what I mean? And I think with just because of life in itself, you know what I'm saying? It, mm -hmm. it I created like the 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 image like that we all see, like everybody know, like the the what is it, the myth, mythological 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 creature, like yes. the phoenix, right? That's where right. it comes from. Like, and I just put my own spin on it because of my life, right? And I think a lot of us can do that. We just have to look within. And where I've come today is just, um, yeah, it's a testament. Like, mm -hmm. God is real. And I'm I'm humbled and blessed to say that I'm happy to be here because there was a time that I ain't, I ain't even know, like, for real, for real, what it, what it was going to look like, like what my life was going to look like because right. of what my past was. Right. And it wasn't on the what. Hey, look, if it ain't what y'all think, I want no. I ain't no thug. I ain't no hood dude. Right, you know right, 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 this, right. But but life for me was cancer. You know what I'm saying? So and I ain't gonna make it. I'm just gonna give y'all a little bit of what it is because at the end of the day, we gotta take life for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. And when I got diagnosed with cancer, now this was in 2017. When I got diagnosed with cancer, it was a scary moment. Now think. When circumstances happen for a lot of us, like it puts a spin on our life that we're, we may or may not know how to deal with it. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, that's what it was. Like I ain't know what where the road was gonna lead from the hit from me hearing that I got diagnosed with cancer. So where I am now, y'all, I'm proud to say six years of being cancer free. Like. Man. I'm blessed, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If it weren't for God and me being intentional on how I wanted to grow and change my life, right. then I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think I'm here today. Man, I want to um, circle back a little bit and just say I appreciate you being on a panel. Um, he was one of the panelists for our Conquering Cancer event uh, that we had a few weeks back, you know, and um, I want to say thank you to you and all the other members that was on the panel that just gave your story. 
And I think we had a collective, a room full of people with different stories. But at the end of the day, the 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 vision of it, uh, shout out to Sister Felidia over there with New Era Atlanta, the whole New Era shout Atlanta team, man, the New yeah. Era Atlanta family. The idea um, was celebration of life. Um, so just circling back with my reason behind it, you know, I'm not going to go into my story, but I felt like, you know, me doing cancer awareness events from year to year to year, uh, paused on that around, um, because of COVID and didn't have time to like re, you know, repurpose it. So this year became a perfect opportunity. And I didn't even know when I met sister Felidia, lady Felidia, that she was going through her bouts with cancer. So once she told me and I was already preparing, I was like, well, who better to do it with than this outstanding woman that's right here next to me? Yeah. You know, so uh, prior to the moment, we was I, I was titling it, you know, um, um, Fighting in Pink, Fighting in Pink pro, uh, event where we would do the same thing, bring awareness, have pamphlets out there, give away things as well. You know, I was doing that with uh, my sister, uh, Black, you know, um, and it was a cancer and lupus awareness. And then she said, well, we're going to call it a celebration of life. Uh, we're not going to go into the idea of that. We're fighting this anymore. Right. So I appreciate her just for the re the rebranding of how it should look and be titled. So with the celebration of not look behind it, celebration of life, look behind it. Uh, where are you now in your life? Uh, Cause th- when you was going through that moment, I'm pretty sure, bro, you wasn't like, did they scare you? Ha- did you have a scared period? Yeah, like I. So I think that's what it is. We we go through challenges, and when those challenges hit again, like we got, we have to, do, we have a moment. It's an and it's an emotional, uh, an emotional moment. Yeah. And a lot of times when we're dealing with our emotions, we are there's there's clouded judgment. There's anger, there's frustration, there's a lot of things. And for me, initially, it was fear. It was frustration. It was a bit of anger. And just also confusion. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I didn't I didn't have a crazy lifestyle as far as my habits and when it comes down to eating. Now, I'm I'm going to dig deeper into these, like this accountability. We offline, we talked about, you you said something about accountability Mm -hmm. and I had to come to grips with, yo, I'm I'm saying now, like, yeah, I I didn't have a bad eating eating habits, but I had some, some eating habits that wasn't healthy for me that could have caused some of the, some of the situation that when it came down to cancer, right? Like that's just on some real stuff. Like we, we got to hold ourselves accountable on Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that, that happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. We are sometimes a problem. Bro. And if we don't assess, we ain't gonna realize it. If you ain't got no circle that's gonna tell you about yourself, you ain't gonna find out that you need to even assess in that fashion. Man. We were eating a lot of them wings at Dudley's. Oh no. We, 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 we was going in. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Today, hey, hey I, I, I still got a crypt like the wings and wings is my crypt tonight. I promise you. So, Again, it's not we about killing the weeds oh, at the man, club, it's, bro. It's... Alcohol and you know what? Be honest with you, because I'm at that point in my life, you know, where uh shout out to my brother Quick who was on here a few weeks ago and, and we was actually watching the the interview before this was started where he was talking about this, you know, what he said, the life the rock star lifestyle that he was leaving the sex, drugs, sex, and, rock drugs and, and rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? So 
And we're talking about, you know, our way of life. So I'm seeing everybody around me have a life altering situation happen where it caused me to, I stopped, you know, I was smoking black and miles. I stopped smoking black and miles on my son's birthday in 2016, 2017. I stopped smoking cold Turkey. Okay. Cause I was like, well, damn, everybody around me is having some kind of physical ailment about themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it. These are the people that I partied with. These are the people that I ran the streets with, you know, and it, just like you said, it, it comes down to how we live our life. So I'm circling back like, shoot, I'm out drinking every night, you know, yeah. you know, just just on the go and not really taking care of ourselves. Sound like you made a decision, though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So and I'm still, no, I'm still, because it, it ain't like I put down stakes. No, but it wasn't <laughs> but, but, you know, it's the change of everything you do or the balance of. Right, but that's my point. It doesn't matter. Like, there are layers. Mm-hmm. Right? There are levels to anything that we do. So, it started with a decision from you wanting to stop smoking black and miles the way that you were smoking black and miles. Heavy. Right? So, you did it cold turkey. But again, there was levels. I used It's first black and miles. Mm-hmm. That was a decision. Yes. The next thing, less, you choose less, less be, alcohol. It, it can be alcohol. It can yes. be steak. It can be pork. Whatever yes. you choose, it's still the next, that's just that next phase of your life that, okay, you're realizing that this is how my life is be, it becoming because of whatever type of food. All right. I, I'm going to transition to the, like, we talking about gut health when it's all said and done. All right. Let's go into you that. And, and, and the whole thing is just teaching people. That, that's it. Like, I'm trying to give people a perspective that we got to realize, again, it's accountability. Like, yeah, I had cancer and I was upset and angry and like pissed at everybody and everything moving, but it was because of my some of my own habits that bad habits that I had. Mm-hmm. So I can't sit here and be frustrated with you, mama, them, uncle. Like, for mm-hmm. what? I chose. I made a decision to eat certain foods. Now it is, you know better. You do better, right? You see what I'm saying? At least you should, right? Yeah. Once I got developed or got diagnosed with cancer and I started doing more of more of the research, it was right, these types of foods was creating or causing the problem. Now, prior to having cancer, I didn't know that certain types of foods or uh, certain types of habits that I had was causing a problem or developing some kind of disease inside of me. I ain't know right. nothing about it. You know, I was ignorant to a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. But so what are the what are some of the things? So once again, I want I want people to know because some people are probably doing something right now. They probably put it in their head to put down whatever they're doing right now. All right, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with steak. I mean, God I damn it! Yeah. Did not just <laughs> shit. <laughs> so look, I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> so. And I'll be real with you. I got to start there because I'm going to tell you what. All right. We, we got to pay attention to our bodies. We got to pay attention to our bodies. I'm going to start with steak. Steak is, is red meat. All right. I, mm-hmm. I'm starting there because I, <laughs> I'm saying, like, I, I see your face, bro. And, and then look, somebody probably looking at this. <laughs> somebody probably looking at this right now, like, ho, 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 ho. He, he about to start talking about steak. Listen, y'all. I ain't, to, I ain't. I promise you, I ain't here to shame nobody. I'm right. just trying to get y'all a give y'all a perspective of like pay attention to what the steak, how the yeah. steak makes you feel. Yes. Like I, I stopped eating steak over 20 years ago. Right. Because I don't like how steak make me feel. I, I, I did. I did say if we're gonna go with red meat, yeah. and uh, I said, I shout out to my guy Light Worker Wayne. I said to him on the show the uh, two weeks ago. I said I ate my last steak for the year. 
um, because, you know, I'm knowing that these are some of the things, red meat that, you know, that I got to cut back on. And this year I went steak crazy because me and we went on a cruise last year. And, and we had that steak that was, it was on my birthday. Then we went on a cruise and I had the most juicy and immaculate steak. Ooh. Oh my God. It was oh, and it looks so good. Steak. Yeah. And then it created that, that craving. Oh my God. And you was, oh yeah. And it was, boom. You, they mm. cooked it just the way you wanted it. <clears throat> Everything, right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. It ain't, ain't, I'm saying y'all, ain't nothing wrong with eating some steak from time to time. I just know how steak make me feel. And the consumption is the problem you yo, you got folks out here eat steak every weekend you got folks eat that stuff ain't digested through your system yet bro oh you see what i'm saying so we got to be mindful of what we put in our bodies that's the whole when it's all said and done so you got steak too much red meat mm-hmm. obviously pork like we don't supposed to be eating that stuff right right um and processed food and oh, you know I got so much heat by saying processed food. You don't know that processed food. Okay, you tell me name a name a vegetable that's sitting out right now that's going that that if they don't tamper with it, it's gonna sit there. It's gonna bro. Yeah. Hey, we got a comment on the stream. Dow Tone, the producer, proud of DeAndre. He has a powerful story losing his mom. Rest in peace, Sister Carol, man. Um, and grandma, man, and fighting cancer while trying to plan his mother's funeral, man. Hey, uh. Down to him. Can we get to the story, brother? <laughs> God, damn. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey, man, he went. That's my hey, God, stop man. wrapping the show up before we unwrap the package, That's brother. That's my God, man. What's <laughs> up, man? Hey, nah, he. Hey, let me tell you about him real quick, man. This guy here. So I met him, and I'm telling you this because, again, it's about, it's about, like self development, personal mm. development, and a lot of the stuff that we do is start. Like we got to start from somewhere. Right. And I met this guy here, man, Dialtone, man, my boy. I met him at a at one of the jobs that we worked at and we hated it, bro. But during that time, we was doing our own individual self-development. Yes. And then once we met each other, it was like, yo, oh, we think alike. Mm-hmm. And we started connecting even more and more. So we surrounded ourselves, we put ourselves, we start putting ourselves in position to be I live a certain lifestyle. And he gave me some game on certain things right. that I that helped me during during my journey. You know what I'm saying? So right. surround yourself with certain with, with a group of people, man. And and I think a lot of that is it's gonna help a lot of people, you know what I mean, right. survive some of the stuff that we go through. So um kind of like let's go at that angle, man. Like, you know, circling back to what I was saying about how we met out at Black Cheers and we kind of like became like a family of sorts, you know, like yeah. Every week it'll be me talking to you, me call shout out to man, King Man, or be talking to anybody, and we would all just meet out there and over time we all went our separate ways, right? Yeah. Um I think I made a personal choice to separate myself from everybody. Um I found myself not focusing on me and focusing on small moments that didn't mean a damn thing in a bigger scope of what I need to set forth for myself. Um, what changed to you? Were you already transitioning away from where we were then before your diagnosis or did that just push forth a reason for you to kind of like change your environment, change your moves? What's up? Yeah. Around that time, I can't say I was a whole, all the way transitioning. Uh, I was 
it was a lot going on at that time too. I was I was going through a, a crazy, crazy breakup. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I did need to separate myself, but I did it backwards. If I if you if you think about it, like I I before before actually before I met you, I was I was always at the crib or I was always in sports. I, you know, I coach mm-hmm. football, so yes. I was always doing something outside. I ain't I ain't go out a lot. So right. Once that once that transition happened, it was like, all right, cool. I met I met y'all, and then the prior to cancer, it was I need to I, I start realizing I need to get myself on track. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I end up having having my son, which is fourteen now, big boy. boy you getting yeah, old? Yeah, you getting old? <laughs> <laughs> we out here, we out here growing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, I think the I, I did have to start paying attention to where I wanted to go because, you know, kids and I already have a now I'm a 22 year old, too. Now, so don't get me wrong. It's not that like I'm saying that my son was the only person that made that helped me make the change in my life. It's, I'm just saying that, OK, I had to really, really put life in, into perspective. This is before I realized I had cancer. So right. it was that once cancer came, now things took a completely different turn. I forcefully remove myself when cancer came. I enjoyed the atmosphere. I enjoyed going out and hanging out, hanging out with everybody. Right. You, my brother. You know what I mean? Moms was there. But then I found out what? Moms got sick. Yes. Um. Then my grandma died. This was all in 2017. Oh, yes. Y'all. Same years. Yep. So my grandma died. 20 days later, my sister died. Who? That, that's two. That's two pills that just hard to swallow within a matter in less than a month. Yes. Man. But we we Southerners, bro. Like grandma was Sunday dinner, grandma. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. we, every Sunday we meet in that grandma house to to have a lovely meal. Yeah, I love my grandma. Right, like hey, let's go to the store. Everybody got that grandma or that or that mama. Yeah, let's go to the store and grab a few things. Mm-hmm. What we come out with? It, every, the whole it, stove. Everything. <laughs> The whole, oh, the whole stove. The whole stove. You got to get this season to, but since you're the seasoning out, yeah. we got to get this seasoning too. Yeah. Shit, so, I got to get this. <laughs> so, so with everything going on, I'm, so now I started after I lost my sister, and then here my mom. I ain't gonna lie, I did I did pick up the bottle a little more. I ain't gonna say I turned into an alcoholic, now, right? But I started drinking a little more, and then I because I didn't know where life was gonna be. Because at the end of the day, it's like I saw two people that I love dearly lose a life just based on natural thing. My grandma died from dementia. Like she had dementia and my sister had kidney failure. So mm-hmm. you had so like just two health issues because she was, you know, my sister, she was diabetic. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So two health conditions that we had to deal with. Now, mind you, during all that, my mom, I found out my mom got cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So Okay, that that one kind of rocked me. Oh, did that? Because that's that's she, that rocked the foundation yo, of the look. Them vocals now. Come man. on, what are we talking about? And, and and half of y'all like at at at, at the, what you say the black cheers? Yes, black cheers, man. man. Half of y'all didn't know when we went up there. Didn't nobody know that? Oh, do you Carol son? Yeah, Miss Carol. Yeah, yeah. So and then we found out that she had cancer, y'all. It was it was a whole another. It was a shift. It and, was a shift. Yeah, it was a huge shift because she she put. Like she put life into a lot of people, bro. Like that. I mean, that's she was like the mother to the yeah. people at Dudley. She, she was. was like, she was. You know what I'm saying? My mama was. She she carried she carried the torch for a lot of people that just didn't have it. And she mm-hmm. was very spiritual. Mama always used to tell me, "Hey, stay. You know, read your Bible. 
mm-hmm. and keep your faith high and all those things. So like it was it was a tough, tough thing going on. And then boom, I got I found out I had cancer in two, in, in July. Yeah. Let me ask you this, man. Um, what, if anything, did you take from your mom that you're taking into life right now that you probably were not aware of? Because, you know, parents tell us some things and we don't get it until we get it. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that you look back and say, you know what? That's what she was trying to say. My mama used to tell me, um, other than, like, again, I told y'all she was spiritual. So she was like, hey, you know, no matter what, you got to maintain your faith. No matter what goes on in your life. My mama was battling cancer. Like, you didn't see her frown. And smile. She stayed smiling. Everybody knows she lit up a room. Yes. So, like, she taught me for real. Like, and I took it for granted sometimes. I'm not going to lie because, again, I, I didn't quite understand it yeah I, that's what i'm saying we didn't get it until we got it I did, bro. yeah but i ain't gonna lie i got it it's 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 unfortunate that many of us get it when something happens in our life like that that causes a shift in the in the way we live so we don't when i got it it was like oh but why did it have to take this to happen it's kind of mm-hmm. like when mama used to tell you. So I'm a little quick story. When I was a, when I was younger, and I, you know what I mean. Like I got burned. Like you don't know me. I got burned as a three year old. I got burned by hot grease, right? Yeah. And our parents used to always tell us, "What? Stay, stay, away, from from, stay away from the stove. Stay away from the stove. You might, you just might get burned." But again, that was a moment. Like yo, I ain't, I ain't. I was I was hungry. I was a healthy kid. If anybody knows me, I was rather a fat boy, little boy. It's rather chunk. You know what I'm saying? Until I started getting into sports. But that was that even even then as a youngster, it was like I wanted what I wanted. And that's what happens. We think we want the things that we want until we get burned when even though we know we're not supposed to have it. Yeah. Ooh. That's a bar. So that's a bar. That's a bar. So we're not. And that's and that's a lot of the times we 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 sabotage our life by trying to get something faster than we than we want it than we should have it. God God has a timeline, don't he? And whether we like it or not, it's gonna be what it is. Man, and that's kind of like circling around to uh, something that uh Key Two said at the uh, Conquering Cancer event. You know, um, about the life, the the beginning and the end. You know. Those are the life and death is the bookmark. You know, there's a beginning and there's an end. At the end of the day, this is going to happen. What are you going to do in between that time, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, so. So where's your focus? So where's your focus? So so what's your focus right now, bro? I mean, we we got this. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, got no, Mr. Solutions. Phoenix going on yeah, and, like, and so. the, the why me, you know what I'm saying? Why oh. not me shirt? I love it, by the way, man. <laughs> Hey, hey, this right here, this version of the shirt was created by Dial Tone, the producer. Dial Tone, man. Yeah. Might have to holler like, this version of the shirt, man. But but no, this right here was was a time was a moment in my life where I was really asking why. Yeah. Like yeah, mom, sister, grandma, and then me. Cancer. Come on. Scary. Why? Scary. I was angry. And let me tell y'all. What emotions do, it it puts us into a, a state that we're not even, if you ask me, we, we shouldn't even put ourselves in, but we're human. So emotions are a part of life. Mm-hmm. I was an emotional wreck when all of those things were happening. When I got, when I got diagnosed, it was, 
I mean, when I got no, when I was when I was burying my mom, we when we were burying my mom, I had to leave the repast to go and have have surgery, so I couldn't even really really mourn for my mom the right way properly. So it caused me because of now I mean I mean I mean emotional wreck. So now mm -hmm. it caused me to be angry at the same time. So the doctors got it. You came into the room. You got it. I was angry because so much is going on. Now I get the release because ain't nobody in here to help me to help me deal with this. Now, don't get me wrong. I had family that came through and supported me while I was at the hospital. But that's not what I'm talking about. Those nights that I, that visit visitation hours were over. No, I'm pissed. So the, the why me mm -hmm. came in those lonely nights because God talked to me like, nah, this is this has to be you. I'm rushing. Now, my wife was pregnant at the time. Oh. Oh yeah, my baby girl, she's sick. Shout out to shout out to Skylar. Ah. She at the crib right now, probably running the house a little bit. Oh, she can do that with you anyway. Yeah, no. Nah, she, she do that with you though. Sometimes. Uh, I sometimes. think all Thank the time. You know, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. But no, like that moment, it was it was so many things again running through my head. My wife was pregnant. So I I'm in the hospital. Now my demeanor, y'all, naturally is I want to make sure everybody's okay. Like, that's just my nature. I want to make sure you're good. I got that from Mon Dukes. You know what I'm saying? Like, making sure everybody was okay was part of her nature. And I just, by developing that, it's like it, it kind of just transferred over into me. So I'm at the hospital worrying about my pregnant wife at the crib. If she stresses out, stress to a, a pregnant woman can possibly, affect you know what I mean, child. affect the child, right? So... I'm worried about still things like that while my wife was handling. She oh rock solid. She handled things while I was while I was in the hospital. That's what I want to ask, man. About um, we were speaking on support, yeah, and how that support or the lack thereof kind of like changes the trajectory of our lives. If if you know when we were speaking on things, people that I've worked with and how they were not able to elevate. Because the support factor behind them, nobody could do nothing by themselves. Nope. You know, I, I, we were hearing these rapper songs. I did it all on my own. I did it by myself. All me for real. You know, at the end of the day, somebody was behind you that pushed you, supported you, beat your head, kicked your ass into bettering yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Where were you with the support factor of lack thereof? Because it seems like the DeAndre that we have right now, you were speaking with your wife, had to be there. Oh yeah, she because had to be. you know that's that's because yeah. you smile and thinking about some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're thinking about something. Nah, she had to be. It was a lot of support in my corner, like for real. Like a lot of support was there. Like, but when it comes down to the root of it all, yeah. She was the one. She was the reason I even went to the hospital to get checked on with cancer. Mm. But I, what else can I say? I was, yo, fellas, stop being hard headed. Fellas, get out your ego. And I'm just, I'm, I'm being real. I was one. Man, I had hemorrhoids. That's what I told myself. I diagnosed myself with hemorrhoids, y'all. I went to Google like everybody else doing something wrong. Right. But when it went away, I, I was pointing and laughing at my wife like yeah i told you i fixed myself nah, nah bro like nah. it was a temporary fix which is what we think like that's a band-aid that's gonna be over there for a moment and right. then as soon as it get wet it comes off right nah mm. the blood came back heavier my wife was like nah i ain't we ain't finna go through that nah you finna go to the 
Done. She, she put a foot down. My wife ain't tough at all, but she she, she put a foot down. <laughs> she, shout out to my wife. She probably watching this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but nah, she put a foot down, and that's why I call like that's why I gotta stick by her no matter what. Like she and when I talk about support, she was there. She stood in my corner. She she even being pregnant, yo. She came to the hospital and, and was there by my side when when. After she made sure the kids got off the bus, and and, and went to my mother in law's or or came to the uh, to the hospital to visit, you know, it was, so with visitation at the yeah. time, you know, kids at a certain age can even come 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 up in the room with you. Right. So she had to make sure the kids get off the bus. My pops was supporting me too because he was helping get my wife back and forth to the hospital from time to time because my wife she didn't want to drive on the highway. Y'all don't laugh. Don't laugh at me. I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> don't, laugh don't laugh at me. But but no, but on the real, when she did, she did. Like she she made she made sacrifices that I think like that we don't give our wives a lot of the time enough credit. Mm-hmm. And I'm being I'm being real. Like she she's my she's my found one of my a part of my foundation. Like my my father was in my corner. Let me tell y'all something. Really? I laugh at this moment. Like support, right? My pops was there at the hospital. My wife was there at the hospital. And when they went there at the hospital, I told y'all I was dark and angry and mean, right? The doctors kept trying to no, hey, no disrespect to any doctor, I promise y'all, right? But when they, when when the patient don't want something, stop pushing it on the patient. Okay. I told them like, yo, I don't need no blood thinners. They kept trying to push the blood thinners on me, and I ain't want the blood thinners, so they kept pushing. So anyway, I got dark, I got angry, I got mean. Every doctor came in, I said, yeah, what they had to do? They called my wife because she was first thing on the on the list to call. She couldn't control me at the time. I was angry. Yeah. They called my daddy. <laughs> they called my daddy over y'all. I was 35 years old. I'm 35 years old. They still call my parents on me. Like, when the last time? We called daddy, daddy. Hey, when the last time they called your parents on you? Man? Well, you know. I mean, yeah, you know. But I, I, I mean, I'm, like I'm, I'm going to tell you with my story. Before my parents left the earth, I became the parent guy. Now, look, here, I had to have a conversation with my 80-year-old daddy who was in the streets. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing over there? Well, well, son, you know, and I got in his ass and I got off the phone like, damn, I just checked my daddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that moment, you know what I'm saying, is a is an eye-opening moment that uh, I have arrived. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, um, but you still got to hear the words from him. <laughs> yeah, nah, our parents going to be our parents, man, no matter what. So, um, shout, shout, shout your parents out when you get the opportunity, yes. man. Um, my dad, they, when they call my dad, my dad know how to give me that get right. Uh, most of the times the dads do. Like, right. He gave me, he called me up and like, hey, man, let them folks, let them folks get you right so you can come home. Right. And uh, y'all, I had two cancers. I thought I was coming home. I had two different cancers. Now, this one, a lot of people were shocked. Um, my dad was even shocked because they told me four days, and this is a part of why I thought I was coming. Like I was angry. Like they told me four days. You know, they said four days you're gonna be home after surgery. You can go back to your not go back to your life. You'll be good. First of all, I'm like, bet I can get home to my wife. And right, like just just good. like that. Like, cool. No, nah, it didn't quite happen like that. God said I still got got some. You still got some work to do while you're here. We need you to sit down for. I need you to sit down for a minute. And uh, they found another, like, it's called carcinoma. Like, so they had another, it's a, t- uh, a tumor that's, it was attached near my lungs. Mm. Yeah, but um, uh, one of those blessings in disguise, this type of thing, y'all. It was like, uh, one of those, you know how, you know, it's a, it used to be a cliche saying to me, 
Dylan, you know, we say stuff like uh, things happen for a reason. You say that a lot. And I used to say it, but I ain't really for real know what that mean. Because at the time, I ain't, my life was pretty good. I ain't no, I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying, toot my own horn. I'm just yeah. being real. Like, I ain't have nothing going on in my life that caused me to for real believe and understand the statement until I got a blockage in my system after my first surgery. If you know about cancer, if you know about any type of surgery, let's talk about keloid skin. So you have a, if you don't know what keloid skin is, y'all, keloid skin is if you fall off your bike and you get a scar, you don't take care of it the right way, your skin goes swell up. Yeah. Well, they did that to me on the inside, though. So I had like keloid type of scars on the inside of my system, and then it caused it to block my pathway to my food. So you had like a needle-sized hole for my food to go down. Wow. So which caused my chest to enhance like tremendously, and it caused – now, I didn't take medicine in the hospital that much. Y'all. Like, the only thing I really took was like the pain medicine. I didn't take none of that, so I kept refusing everything. But that day, on the fourth day, I was thinking I'm going to go home. So you transition. So we talked about their moments and then we have to adjust to each moment. There you after surgery, you have liquids and then you have like soft foods and then you have solids. Those that's a transition phase to on your way out the door. Right. I was happy on my way out the door until solid night came. Ate them solids. I'm mm-hmm. I'm feeling good, but not knowing that it's building my chest up. I'm so focused on getting home. I'm not paying attention to my chest. My chest is expanding. Right. Come on, man. The pain started hitting. They had to come in and they had to suck, put this NG tube down your nose, down my nose, into my stomach, and suck all the food out because the scar tissue caused the food not to go down. They sucked the food out, and I had to go into surgery right away. So that sur- two weeks later, I'm back in surgery. So two surgeries in one month. I was in the hospital from some, from the beginning of September to the beginning of October. Wow. So things happen for a reason. They found the carcinoid tumor trapped inside of all that scar tissue. It had no room to grow. So it expands. It didn't it didn't do nothing, but it got trapped. Yeah, it got trapped. Once yeah. they removed all the scar tissue, the tumor came out with it. Mm. That's when he found it. Oh, oh, we also saw this inside you while we did your second second can uh so I'm blessed and thankful that that I had scar tissue. How do you think something that was causing you so much pain? Ain't that like a I don't know what you call it. Like what do you call that? Um I don't know. I just know a I blessing had to in think, disguise at the end of the day. Blessing like in disguise. Like the for a reason. Right. I had to stay in the hospital. The scar tissue had to have had to build up the way it built up because carcinoma don't have symptoms that's very open and able to be noticeable, like colon cancer with blood in your school, right. like colon cancer with fatigue. You see what I'm saying? Those are symptoms. Carcinoma don't have a lot of that stuff. So you wouldn't have, they wouldn't have known. He said, I would have just collapsed one day because the, the tumor would have just grown. Mm. So it had to happen the way that it happened, y'all. So don't take 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 your life as, as important as it is. Like, t- take everything, every opportunity that you can to live your life to the best of, I, I used to make a statement, like, live life to the fullest, y'all. Yeah. That's a true statement. Like, we gotta live our life to the fullest because you don't know when, we don't know how long we're gonna be here, man. So, um, by the grace of God, I'm here. So, remember, y'all, just keep man. keep your heads up and keep it moving. Hey, man, look here, man. We ain't done talking, know, man. man. We gonna go on a little break, bro. Uh, soak in this good s- celebration of life moment, you know what I'm saying, with my brother DeAndre, Mr. Phoenix. Out here. 
out here in the streets, out man. You know what I'm saying? And just reconnecting with my guy, man, and just understanding it's all it's all about the information to me. It's about the one thing that can be said to somebody to make them say, hmm, that could be me. Hmm, let me think about what I got going on right now. But we're going to talk about some more stuff. We ain't going to just make it about this. We got to talk about things going on in Atlanta. You, you, you're ATLing, right? I'm out here. We got to talk about what the hell is going on with your people. Dwight Howard? Love it. Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard? Hey, he no, we're going to talk about <laughs> But no, nah, man, I just don't want to make it about this moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just getting to know you as a person. You know what I'm saying? We got to talk about our love for music. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And what do we see about the culture and some of the things that how it intertwines with Mr. Phoenix. Why me? Why not me? And just your whole business and where we're going right now. So once again, man, we're going on a commercial break. Yell Entertainment, Yell Radio Cast, The Mail Review. We will be back in a minute. We got to pay some of these bills, get some of these advertisers. Subscribe to the vibe, as my boy Lightworker Wayne says. Subscribe, share the stream, share the link, follow, follow, follow. And uh, you already know what it is. The model get the business. Hey, thank you for tuning in to Yale Radio Cast. Listen, business owners, people that are entrepreneurial in spirit and need to get their business out there, contact Yale Entertainment. We will advertise your company. We will advertise your brands with a listener base that covers the globe. We offer a variety of packages at affordable prices. Call us at 678-586-9241. If you need to email us, you can contact us at yaleent one at gmail.com. If you need to get your business out there, contact Yale Entertainment to get the business. Hey, it's Pastor Sean with Healing Haven of Atlanta, where we specialize in the healing and development of our young men and our young dads, 18 and up. We are a community resource center. We specialize in the healing and development. Young men, young dads, we help you get on your feet. We help you get your job. We help you with leadership development. You have suspended license because of child support. We have fatherhood classes that can help you guys get on your feet, get your license back, whether it is court ordered or voluntarily. Plus we have wraparound services that are right here in this community to help us with job training and job placement. Y'all can reach us at Healing Haven, the number eight at gmail.com or reach us on the web at healinghavenatl.org. Come through, come holler at us, let us be of service to you. Peace. Hey, this is your boy Mark L., one of the members of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for the Mail Review right here on Yale Radio Cast. Ladies, are you looking for something special to do for your man? Something to make him feel special? Something to show him that you love and appreciate him? You should send him to For Men's Only, right there located in Sandy Springs. This is a men's only salon where he will be pampered. They have barbering services. They also do manicures and pedicures. Also, you can go and visit their website at www fmogrooming.com if you want to get a look and see the services that they offer and give them the hashtag the leg they will give you a discount off of your services for that day so ladies send him to for men only we look forward to seeing you and as always the motto is get the business shout out to my boy uh, Mr. Nemesize, what he's going by these days. Everybody going by Mr. Mr. Phoenix in the building. Mr. Nemesize, I'm calling myself Mr. Everything. It just means we owe, y'all. It just means we owe. 
little mister. Add a little mister to it, y'all. Add a little mister to it, man. Once again, uh, back from a commercial break. This is the Mayor Review on your radio cast, Yell Entertainment, in the studio with my guy, DeAndre Williams, uh, colon cancer survivor and a- Atlanta native. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Born and raised. You know, y'all motherfuckers about to be extinct. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, man. Hey, hey, I'm I'm not a, everybody taking over. And and now I'm like, it's too many of y'all motherfuckers moving. You a Florida boy, man. Y'all got to stop moving here. Look, look, you a Florida boy, man. You know darn well how you came here. You love it here. And look, that's why you came because you like, I can't be down there with them swamps. But, no well, I, I, I came to be a father, right? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go into the back story, but I wasn't going to let my son get raised by himself. With, never mind. Yeah, I, got you, <laughs> I just man. felt like I needed to be present. But at the end of the day, I have family here in Atlanta. So I used to come up here for the holidays or for the summer when I was young. And even speaking it young, and we'll get into that, speaking things into existence. Mm-hmm. Um even as 11, 12, 13, I was like, I'm going to wind up moving here one day. You know what I'm saying? And I moved here at 27. Uh, so um, let's talk about the change of Atlanta, man, that you've seen since, you, since you know, from just the culture. Let's talk about what it used to be to what you see it is now, man. Man, it's a lot of changes, man. It's crazy because, so, you know, it's, that's just, people, people used to brag, man, like, I'm a Grady baby. I'm a Grady baby, right? Right. But I'm I'm born in Georgia Baptist. Like things have changed so much. Georgia Baptist only it, it went from Atlanta Medical to not even existing no more. Mm. Like there are a lot of changes happening around the city, around the state in itself. Like that we gotta be my like the the old hoods that we used to our old stumping ground, some places that we used to be not even exist anymore. If you look at the changes that's going on, even our um, on Moreland over there, like yeah, Moreland changed, man. I used to run that athlete's foot that used to be over there on Moreland, and just the the environment. It's, it's just yeah, it's a lot that's changed. Yeah. Like look, like by the movie, by the uh, driving, yeah. Like uh, what's that? Four Seasons in Thomasville over there. Like everything's changing. We got so much going on, and finally, finally, now we and now we got over so many millions of people here. I don't know how many people that live here now. Now that we went from like, I right, so I'm from I'm from Ellenwood, like. And at the time, it was like I was in Ellenwood, and then it transitioned to like Conley, like that. <laughs> like it was weird. Like how I go from Ellenwood to Conley in a matter of whatever. Like it, right. it went. Like they changed our zip code or whatever. So, um, like there's just so much that doesn't happen. Like South Cap Mall used to be a thing. Yeah, everybody I was a store manager South Cap. Boy, I used to look, boy. Like, hey, Kelly you, know, you know. Yeah, everybody used to go to Kelly Road. I mean, South South Cap Mall and hang out and do their thing. Yo, it was a Toys R Us. Yeah. on Kelly Road, bro. It's a police precinct now. Wow. I haven't been on Canada in a while, man. Uh, you know, staying down here in Riverdale, and my life is so embedded in going where. My business takes me at the moment that I don't even just get a chance to go even check some of the sides of the city that I used to even, you know what I'm saying, politic with. So I'd be like, hey, what's going on in South Dakota Mall? So I went up in there one day and it felt like a ghost town That's to me, bro. Is, like I think it's like I think the only thing and I ain't I ain't even been there. Like I've been past it, man, but look. I ain't been in there in a minute. I think the only thing in the mall itself that's open as far as like the food court used to be fish. <laughs> 
like they had the American Deli, they yeah. had the Dairy Queen. I think the Dairy Queen's still there. I know Piccadilly's still there, and Piccadilly mm-hmm. like a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. Like they they still there, but I don't think no other. I no mean, other the, the regular stores is there. Champs are still there. Uh, Foot Locker still there, but just that vibe, that yeah, Atlanta vibe, you know. So uh, with the change of scenery, man, and I know, like when when we met, we were both just huge fans of Outkast and the type of music that they was bringing. Yeah, and just the words and the contents. Who am I, a criminal? You know what I'm saying? And that's, we used to just be, to be boy. That, that's my a <laughs> man. Yeah, three and, stacks. And I'm sure people. Like, no, if you're an Atlanta native, you ain't got to be an Atlanta native, to be honest, yo. Like, you right. know, you knew of Outkast coming up, Goody Mob. Yeah. You, knew of, you, you knew of folks like that coming up. Like, it was a thing. And, man, you know, like, we, we'll be in Dudley's. Like, talking about rapping Goody Mob. I mean, yeah. rapping Outkast. Hey, song, man, we would do a karaoke, put an Outkast yeah, song on. I put a. a quote on Facebook or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hit like that. Right. My that's opinion. why I wanted to ask because I, I think with the driving force behind the Atlanta scene, a lot of it was based behind the the music scene, the entertainment side of things, right? So, you know, I think that's kind of like what drove us to the lifestyle that we led. Because I I, I got to be honest, I wasn't never going out doing no girl chasing. I was going out because I wanted to hear the music. I wanted to vibe in the scene with just the sound of Atlanta and the people, you know what I'm saying, and the, the culture, you know, and I know we're older and that's still going on, but it's 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 a different energy now. And I think a lot of that is because of the change in the scenery, and that would include the music. Do you feel like we were kind of a part of the change of that? Because we were bumping to stuff like Jeezy as well, and a lot of this Ti. Yeah, you know, I hit Ti. I hit with Ti all the time. Like I hit, I play Ti music all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like to this day, but I think, I think it's just a, it's just your cycle of life. You know what I'm saying. I think with with that time, with time, time is time. Time creates change. Mm. And we have a choice. We talked about choice and decisions earlier, but we have a choice to either try to stay within those times of old or transition to what it's become today. Right. And whether you like it or not, things are going to change about our history. Things are going to change about what, what we what we're used to and all of that stuff. So that's why I think, in my opinion, I think that's why you don't hear a lot of them. Like, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of a lot of rap music now. Right, right. You know what right. I mean? And I don't know, again, that could be because we are old. When we were younger. I used to tease my dad, like, that what you listening to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now my 14 year old say the th- same thing to me. Hey, that what you listening to. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, y'all, there's a transition that, that takes place, whether we like it or not. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, be funny with none of it. It's just, it, I, I, you have to accept what comes. Right. And then you adjust. 
And I think that's what some some people, in my my opinion, a lot of us have a hard time of making making the adjustment to life, making the adjustment to times, you know, what I mean, making adjustment in general to things that may change in our lives. Right. And until we really, really do a serious gut wrenching root work of ourselves to understand, like, yo, it's changing, and we can't do nothing about it. So let's just right. adjust with the times. Right. Yeah, so your adjustment, what's been your adjustment past, you know, your diagnosis or whatever? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. been your life adjustment outside of that? I I just do a lot of personal development to make sure because so so I listen to a lot of podcasts and so shout out to uh one of my mentors and he only know him a mentor of mine like Eric Thomas, I, I listened to him heavily. I was in one of his organizations. Um, it was a, an accountability group okay. called Breathe University. You know what I'm saying? Like they were uh, a part of the growth that I am or where I've come today because of because of times. Like we have to make, be able to mentally adjust. And I think that's where that organization, that group helped me do. So I think that's what it is. Like So where I am now, I just mentally made the shift. I don't entertain certain things mm-hmm. because I know like my space needs to be protected. Mm. You know what I mean? And if we don't protect our space, we can sabotage our life from being around the wrong group. Environment is big. My environment or my circle of influence right now stemming from my the group, the, the uh, accountability group to listening to podcasts. I have a real small group. Right. Right. A real, real thin group. And it's not that the people that of the of the old or people in the past, or, you know, I mean, they don't matter anymore. It's mm-hmm. just that sometimes we outgrow each other. And it's not I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think just like a race. Like right. Some people get there faster or sooner than the next. And it takes other people longer because they're not intentionally doing the things that they need to do. So to win a race. Like you got to exercise, you got to stretch, you got to do things mm. that's going to help you in a race. Yes. If you don't do those things, the people that's doing those things are going to beat you every single time. Because they practice at it. They if, work at it. If they you don't dedicate themselves to it. To, right. So and, and uh, boxing. Yo, huh, Floyd was 50, what, 50 and old? Yes. Like 53, I 50, think. No. What, Something like that. The numbers, the number is crazy. Though. Yes. You see what I'm saying? We'll let tr- Country Girl Williams. What's going on, sister? For me, it's called Divine Intervention. All right. Um, also, we got a, another coming on stream. Shout out to everybody on the stream. Once again, subscribe, like, share this, man. Share this to two people is all we asking because what you learn here may enlighten another person nowadays atlanta got everybody in it except the people who from it i told you i told <laughs> yeah. you you already know what yeah. it is yeah. y'all are becoming yeah. extinct guess, bro. Where he, guess where he from where is he from chicago, chicago. <laughs> hey mark l's from chicago <laughs> yeah, yeah all y'all all y'all imports y'all gotta go <laughs> hey, i've been yeah. here since 2001 people say i'm from here now <laughs> yeah hey nah nah but that's real like we we I think we with with we we got to adjust with the time. Yeah, I think we we grow from there. Yeah, um, I I can say is with me it, it's all about energy, and I um don't even communicate with people as much anymore because I can't look. I got to stay focused. So even the time frame and you said like it's not like you don't even deal with those people anymore, but I got to be on this 
lane of progression. And I get petty on Facebook a little bit still for the funny, uh, you know. It's entertaining. Little, you know, Facebook yeah. Is, yeah, yeah tongue and cheek humor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but at the Facebook end. Facebook literal now. Like, yeah. Shit. It's supposed to be entertainment. Or, or, we take this, some serious things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I see the phone ring and I'm like, how's this conversation going to go? And if I feel like this may not be even mentally enlightening, energetic, or positive, I, I, I got to hit this person back later because I'm in a certain space right now. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to hear, bro, I'm mad at this person because fill in the blank when they're the underlining moment in that conversation is, well, what part did you play? Because mm-hmm. until you're ready to be accountable for this angered moment you're in, mm-hmm. I don't want to even talk about it because my conversation is going to be, well, your fault is, yeah. you know, what we part? can't be victims. Okay, so, hey, man, this happened to me, but guess how I turned it around? That's the conversation I need to have. Solution-based. Yes. Yeah, like, solution. How we going to fix it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, me and my partner had a conversation about that before. Like, okay, we're, we're so focused on the problem the problem but you did this to me but this and what about okay all right i get all that i'm tired of victims bro uh, what Ooh, victims i'm you tired of victims. Playing the victims but why we what you do what you do to 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 add in on what's going on all right okay so what's the solution now? there we go even if you play because everybody plays a part but even if you didn't do anything wrong you could be a true actual victim of it but how long are you going to stay in this dark space back to your yeah, story that's what i'm saying because like of what happened yeah i had to decide to get up out of there i was i was doing the oh woe is me for a long time but and people say like yeah but you you can mourn i ain't saying I'm, i ain't saying i'm not yeah i'm saying it's how long that we decide right. to stay in mourning I was intentional by doing the root work. I was intentional by seeking out accountability groups. I was intentional by making sure I'm surrounding myself with people that's like-minded so that I can get out of that oh, always me mentality. If I'm not intentional on doing those things, how am I expecting to get myself out of that situation? Right. So hence being and in, falling into a deep depression. You got folks that stay in depression and choose to stay there. Let me ask you, man. You're <laughs> <laughs> saying I'm saying like you choose it. Like some, at some point, it's a choice of yours to stay where you at. Like if you live in the hood, if you live in the hood and you don't like living in the hood, get out the hood. I think people are going to make an excuse for that, too. Well, you know, everybody don't got it easy. My, I, I, that's, and that's not my true. life. But they folk again, they you brought in life ain't life ain't easy. We I didn't say life was easy. I'm saying do something about your hard life. Right. Right. Sometimes you got I, I had a conversation with son, my son, Devin Williams. Shout out to you. There's a lot of Williamses going on around Williams, here. Williams is a common name. But yes. You're Williams. Shout out to Williams. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Shout out to Williams. Shout out to Williams. And all y'all, y'all cool. Y'all all right. But <laughs> yeah, so shout so out to Williams. I'm having a conversation with him about a situation that he's having, you know what I'm saying, where he's residing right now. And I, at this point, I was like, so you decided to stay there. I said, you want to get out of there? You got to do more. I mean, you're going to work and you're doing good at your job. And, you know, you're in this program to be trained for a manager. Da-da, but you have to do more. If you don't like the situation that you're in, just doing it ain't enough. The bare minimum. They ain't going to cut it. Even, even maximum don't cut it these days. You got to go overdrive. Yeah. What more plus what, what you have to add on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A truck. 
sometimes have two trailer loads attached to it because it has to deliver more. Yeah, if you ain't no truck driver, it's called it's called a, a, a double. Yeah, you know a double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I'm account manager UPS, and I gotta unload them. <laughs> I gotta check them doubles in all the time. Boy, them truck, why the truck drivers are mad? All this money they get, bro. Hey, hey, I'm a truck driver. But hey, we ain't mad. Y'all be y'all, y'all be making us mad. Look, it's y'all fault. Look, if you're a four wheeler out there, I blame you. I don't blame the truck drivers. Shout out to the truck drivers out there. Y'all out here, out here moving this freight. You know what I'm saying? I have my supervisor, Mr. Williams. The truck driver won't give me the keys so I can cut his truck. I walk down there. Nigga, who the fuck is yo? You like you? Oh, man. I said, dude, we just trying to get you on your way. Y'all in my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the angry angry truck drivers that was on the road for uh, all that time that's just in traffic. And fighting all the people that was cutting them off, and so now you're mad by the time you get to the delivery spot. Yeah, and now I gotta yeah. play with our boy. Yeah, yeah, nah, it's a part of it. Yeah. Nah, man, it's, it's it's funny how it's funny how it is, man. But uh, but your space, your mental space, your like all that matters. And am I like along the way of all the things that's ever happened to me, like specifically in cancer, or it's just life has to has this way of making a i mean it's a fight yes it's a fight and if you're not doing what you're supposed to do to get out of that fight or it's a win battle then what you're gonna do you're gonna lose right like that's on i see i ain't even trying to get i ain't going deep it's just you're you gonna you win we wins or losses that's, wins or losses that's what life's about you know wins and losses wins so, and losses and sometimes you're gonna take a loss and then it's not about focusing on the loss it's how you deal with that loss i had to start thinking about how Stop, I had to stop thinking about cancer and start thinking about what I'm going to do about get, the fact that I had cancer. All right, what am I going to do now? And now I'm here where I'm now. I'm where I am now and growing and being a, and developing as a uh, as a speaker. And my family is growing and like everything is just moving in the upward okay. direction. And I'm, it's just because I'm, I've been doing the intentional and putting myself in positions, aligning myself with the right people. There you continuously go. putting, continuously listening to motivation and and positive energy, and I can't leave out God. And I'm saying like the faith that I have and the power that God has to change our lives is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we gotta we gotta start giving God more credit. And I'm a I'm a victim of that. I ain't gonna say a victim. I'm a problem of that too. I had a problem with that too. Like mm-hmm. I didn't give God enough credit. Oh, I'm just being real. Like I didn't. I was angry with God when I got cancer. All that stuff that happened in 2017, I was pissed. I told you I was angry at everybody. And then one per one person I was angry with also, or being I was angry was God. Mm. Like God took three important people in my life as if that as if nobody in this world was going through something. Yeah, life ha- life happens to everybody. It's called life. I had to understand that, and I had to come to grips with. Okay, well, yeah. So now that all that happens, what you finna do about it? There you go. But there I had to go. focus on God. And the more and more I do that, it seems like, it, you know, things are starting to take a take the, you know, the right go in the right direction. So uh, pay, hey, get pay homage. You know what I mean? Give 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 credit where credit is due. Give God his flowers. Yeah, yeah, he got he got, he got a lot of them too. He, he got a lot of them. He got a lot of them. But he, 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 hold up, he giving us the flowers. We don't even receive them. Yeah, well, we don't even want the flowers that he giving us. You, you worry about. I don't like tulips. I, I don't like tulips. I, I don't like red roses. I like pink roses. Daddy lies. 
Hey, take the flowers. <laughs> take the flowers and go about your business. God take everything you give him. Why don't you take what he, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. We sad to be here. But it's, it's, it's business. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I got to make yeah. a call. Um, so this, so with that said, we got a lot of things in place for you. You're working with kids now, right? Uh, your business is is in development, or where are we at with what this has turned in for you? So my, I deal I deal with kids, but I deal with kids like so. I coach youth football, so I think that's my le- that's that's where it stops when it comes down to kids because I know like when it comes down to being in the community, um, I just enjoy that part. Right. Again, their levels. I, I enjoy that level dealing with kids to be able to speak with kids, uh, talk and coach and help them. Because like back in the day, there was a saying like it takes a village. I don't think people understand that anymore. I don't, because nowadays you get parents that say, hey, don't touch my baby. Don't I, say nothing to my baby. I hate don't, that. You know what I'm saying? This, but, but at the end of the day. You're about to hit him. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, that village, it, we got we got to stay stay. Close, close to that. Let me let me speak on that. Let me speak yeah. on that. And I'm going to speak to the mothers. This is the mayor of you, so it's a conversation from a male perspective. Ladies, listen to these men when we're, when we're saying that we are president and we want to be present in the lives of kids. We got a man here talking about that whole thing. And we circle back to that, the whole it takes a village thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this is what I see, and I'm not directing this directly at ladies, but they're more so the care providers of the child, right? You know, we are dealing with most part women as the single parents. Mm -hmm. So, please kill this, the true toxic culture of don't say anything to my child. Kill that. Because what has happened is, you let little Day Day at four years old, nobody can talk to little Day Day. Little Day Day at 12 years old, nobody could talk to him. Now we got Day Day at 16, and you're saying, hey, somebody come help me with my son. Don't nobody want to help this knucklehead? Right now, we've been trying to be there. So you working with kids, what, you know, how have yeah. that you been an influence? I've helped. and So in the city of Covington, I, um, a, a lady by the name of Shannon I think it's Fry or Faye. Ah, Shannon. Her name is her name is Shannon. She's uh, the intake officer uh, for the juvenile system in Covington. So I've helped out there. I reached out and I did some volunteer work. I had about five or six teens, boys that I helped out with just getting their lives on track before they lose themselves to the system. And um, my approach has was all right. I get that y'all want me to help. The, the teenager, right? Well, let's find out what the root of the problem is. The root comes from a lot of the time from their environment. It's a lot of unhealthy homes with how they deal with their kids. So a lot of the times, again, you said single moms and lost their teenage, like little day they went aged. Now he little day they didn't turn 16. Yes. Now mama can't control little day they no more. And that's what, that's hence is why we got juveniles acting the way that they act from time to time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Again, ladies, uh, he said it's not no, it's not a shot. It's just the facts are the facts. The reality is the reality. If we don't allow the village to help and maintain a a some kind of level of control, we're going to continue to lose these boys and and some young ladies to the streets. These and we have, we have a choice to either do something about that now 
or we can wait and let allow it to fall like what they what we talked about victim mentality they, yes. now, oh now my yes. baby now your baby don't deserve this kind of treatment when we could have been fixing the issue all right. along right so what we going what we, what can we do moving forward i'm gonna continue to do what i do in the community and help um help where help with these teams um i'm working on reaching out to local schools to see if i can high schools okay. and middle schools to see if i can go ahead and go and be some uh like a mentor inside of schools so if you're out there and you, you know what I mean, you want to reach out, you can reach out and we can kind of, you know, tag team or whatever to get hold of this community of these young and young, this young generation that right. that's losing, that's losing it every day. Right. You know what I mean? We lose a lot of our kids every day. So men specifically, we also got to step up to the plate. We do. I want to uh, take this time to get a shout out to my uh, partnering businesses. If you are looking for any support along with our brother DeAndre right here, um, my guys from uh, Healing Haven, um, they have an event coming up. I want to give a shout out to I Am A Father First, uh, Keith Lewis and his uh, business, um, Dr. Frank with Force of One. People, brothers, these programs are here. So if you are interested in doing some form of support for the community, also my people with New Era Atlanta. Shout out to New Era. You know what I'm Man. saying? So, so I'm saying uh, my... <sighs> Dr. Travis Barber, um, one more question. It's so many things out here, right here based in Atlanta. We're talking about the culture of Atlanta and we're talking about what it used to be to the change. It's, we got, unfortunately, <clears throat> help is not going to knock at your door. You have to go to where that help is. It's like 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 we were saying about music, and I think that that old school Atlanta sound is still here. It's just not here, put in our face anymore. We got to go find it. So the same thing is with support. You got to go find support. Sometimes you know support ain't gonna come to you. It may be placed in your hand, and sometimes you can ignore that call. Yeah. So check it out. Like, and that's the thing. I think uh, that's that's some accountability thing too, though. Like. We want support, but when the support comes, we don't want the support. Yeah, because it might tell you you're wrong. It might tell you, you you're not doing it right. We are in a very separate society saying, hey, I, I sit down with brothers all the time and say, hey, darling, you need to do this differently. Your look can be upgraded. This is kind of slacking. Your leadership should this. Or you should have said this. And I had to say, you know what? I could be mad about it. I could say, you know what? I had a guy named Tony Four who has been a mentor of mine. Um, Shout out to the Uneducated Entrepreneur podcast we was working on uh, coming into development. And years ago, when I got pushed into uh, account management or supported into account manager, he, you know, I was angry at how people were coming at me, not understanding you're at a new level now. Yeah. Take everything on as a challenge. Nobody wants to take everything on as a challenge. They want to told already be told that they're great. That you're doing it right and you're not if you're already told you're doing good at free throws and you're only shooting 30 percent well goddamn you, yeah yeah <laughs> you got an issue there buddy <laughs> you got an issue you got an issue there buddy like, so so that's where we are man you know we, it, it, people don't you know so perspective yes you know what i mean we got to understand perspective like uh and in order to understand perspective we got to be able to listen more um i've always heard like there's you got two ears and one mouth for a reason so you listen more than you speak and in order to get, again, understand perspective. So if I'm, I don't have all the answers, 
but if somebody's coming to me with that that might have some information that I'm that I'm not hip to, I need to listen to it to hear it, listen to hear it out before I judge the situation, before I judge the individual, before I get upset, before I get emotional on whatever. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to hear him out or her out yes. so that I can get a clear understanding why he or she thinks the way the way that they think. Right. Going back to why we have to make sure we're paying attention to the way I, these kids think. Again, I told you one thing about it. I had to get to the parents first before when I'm dealing with these uh, when I'm dealing with teens, I have to get to the parents, find out why the parents, why the kids are rebelling in the families now. And then you go to the parents household. A lot of times they just want to get these kids away because they need a babysitter. Mm. You still want a babysitter for a 16 year old. Mom, dad, we got to do the work at the crib. Hey, shout out to the teachers out there. Yo, y'all doing y'all thing. Parents, we got to do more sometimes. Like you, you, you mad that the teacher ain't, your teacher got the kid, got your kid for what, six to eight hours a day. And then you mad because they come home with extra work. You got to do the root work. You got to do the work at the crib. It is not the teacher's job to make sure that your child is smart. It is the teacher's job to actually give the tools for your child to use to become smart. And I know this because my sister was a teacher. And look, all my work came after school. How dare I have a sister that's a teacher and and don't realize that at home I'm in them books at 12 o'clock. It's a mindset, though. You know, you know what I'm saying? Hey, practice. We were just talking about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That going above and beyond, bro. Yeah, it's a mindset. We just got to, we got to, we got to. Here's the thing a lot of us know better, but it goes back to we just got to do it, man. We got to do more than what we're doing if we want better. Okay. If we want better for our kids. We got to do better. We got to do more. And that's what I'm doing. I'm reaching out to the community of people, of kids. If you're a teen, um, you want, you need help with your teen, reach out to me. All my information, uh, I'll get all, the, get all the information to you. But either way it go, there's, there's a cost either way it go. Like there's a cost to not doing what you're supposed to do for your child. Mm. My, I have a 22 year old and she, I've always told her, and I do this for all my kids, but she's, she's the adult now, one of the adults. And I tell her like, even though you're 22, I'm always continue to guide you, help guide you the best way I know how. If I don't know it, I'll figure it out yes. to help you continue to gain a edge or just to continue to be an impact as a father. Right. So that when you are, when you might get lost, I I got, I got you. You see what I'm saying? And we just need that. If we continue to support our kids the best way we know how, and if you don't know, go and find the information. Dollar said, we got to go and seek out the right information to be able to help these kids and to help our family, to help ourselves. Yeah. So it starts in your household, brother, man. You said that shit. Well, I appreciate you, man. Once again, man, this is my God, man. Yeah. Rise of the Phoenix. Rise of the Phoenix, man. We all got that Phoenix inside of us. y'all. So find it, find it within you. And all it is is just another version. If you got the other version of yourself inside of you and you know that it or, you know, it can come out, do what you got to do for it to come out. Mm. If there's a push, my push was cancer. Right. Unfortunately, it had to be something bad, but it happened. Right. My push was that your push might be something else. I'll but tell whatever you, that thing is, find it within you so that you can go out and have an impact on your life and the other lives. Man, man, man. Y'all heard the words from a great man, DeAndre Williams, once again, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Thank you for coming in and oh. dedicating your Saturday with your boy.
Hey, it's a lot of Williamson going on in the building today, okay? Y'all got all this knowledge, not from me, but I was here too. <laughs> I said something. <laughs> I said something, man. Uh, once again, I want to give a shout out to the brothers who are not here, but they are here in spirit, man. I want to give a shout out to TR, my brother Mark L, my guy Josh, the intern. Once again, we're talking about resources. We're talking about development. We're talking about family, man. You realize where you are, man. You're looking at two guys here. And I could tell you from 2009, 2010 to where we are now, we are totally different men. Development is continuous. You never reach your plateau until you out of here. So where you even see this guy at right now, it is so much more to come. Wherever you see me at right now is definitely more to come. You know what I'm saying? But we are definitely, I know I am in in line with um, a path. You know, um, we are all given a path in life. You know, I I call it walking in my purpose. And we men first. Before there is a Yale Entertainment, Dylan Yale, there's Dylan Williams. Before there's a Mr. Phoenix, there's a DeAndre Williams. We are men first. And I think this is what people need to understand, that we come into who we are and who we are supposed to be. I was told by one of our guys back then, um, I'm going to say his name, but he said, man, I told these people to use me, but don't misuse me. And I think that's where we are, man. So I want you to tell everybody where they can follow you at, man. We're going to get out of here. I'm going to let you have your day. I know you got a lot going on, brother. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, DeAndre underscore Mr. Phoenix. Um, Facebook is just DeAndre Williams. And my website is IamMrPhoenix.com. So that's those are my platforms. And I'll be out here, man. <clears throat> if you want to reach out, you can reach out to me either way. DM me if you got any questions, if you have any feedback. If you got need somebody that needs some uplifting because they're going through a tough time. Right. That's what I'm doing. That's what I go through. That's what I do. I just enjoy helping people. So, uh, again, th- and thank you, man. Like, again, we brothers. From another mother, man. But man. I appreciate you for allowing me to come and share, and to be a part of this opportunity. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm I'm honored. Hey, man, and I want to say I apologize, man, for not being around as a brother like I could have been. I think our lives took us where it was supposed to go, but we're here now. Yeah. And you are, I would officially would love to welcome you. You know, I got this thing called the Leg, which is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, where I work with my brothers and we do some things within the community. And I want you to become one of the members of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, We have a lead conference coming up real soon. And the purpose is to align people to see that us as black men, aside from what you want to believe, we're going to give you the true vision that we are doing things here within the community. And, I'm officially assigning you to the collective, bro. I don't give a damn what you call me. <laughs> there you have it, y'all. It's there. called hey, it's called Voluntold these days. Is, he didn't ask me, but told me at the same time. There we go. Voluntold. So yeah. man, appreciate you coming in. Bro. Yeah, man. Sure, man. This thank is you. great, great episode, great words, man. Once again, thank you everybody for tuning in to the Mail Review Podcast, the flagship show of Yale Radio Cast. Shout out to my boy Lightworker Wing. Shout out to Sean Shin. And we got some other people coming for y'all. 
y'all as well, man. Going into 2024, we are going in heavy. We're ending the year with the reason for the season campaign that we're going to be serving the community for the holidays on December 9th and December 10th at Hilling Haven um, of Atlanta, um, place of business. Uh, the flyer will be posted on the website, so follow us on everything. If you want to support us by giving donations to support that's anybody that's you feel is underprivileged and you want to assist with providing them just a smile for the holidays, man. We come from a background where we might not have had to get everything as we saw other people get. You know, we couldn't only get for so much because we didn't have it. You could put a smile on somebody's face and we would love for y'all to support us in this goal. Shout out to my brother once again, Teron Roberts. This is his developed event and we had such a great response last year with over 70 toys was given to us with over 20 uh, gift cards and we donated those to the community. So that's what we got coming up December 9th and December 10th. Please support us, join us. And in February, we're turning back around with the 2024 lead conference. So what we got going on here does not stop, does not stop. And all we need is just a like, a subscribe, and AI to be aware of what we're doing, man. Once again, thank y'all for tuning in to the mail review. We're going out. Y'all already know what the motto is. It is get the business. Holla. This is grown man business. The kind of swag don't hit a witness. I pull up in a building so quick. I'm dropping them bags, popping them tags. You know how we bless that cash. The grown man